Hello, and welcome back to Searching Inward, a podcast brought to you by Restore Small Groups here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm George, joined with Anna and Seth and Scott and all of you listening. Seth just waved. You can't see it, but you could feel it because he's smiling. (laughs) Anna's smiling. Scott's smiling. George is smiling. And we want you to know the smile is the beginning of love. So we we hope that you all feel. We're glad you're here today. Um, Today, we want to talk about small wins. And Scott, you open this day with um, James Clear and he what he calls improving by 1%. I love that. What does it mean to improve by 1%? And it isn't always noticeable instantly, but it's uh, far more meaningful over the long run. So we got to learn to trust this kind of improvement. But the difference a teeny improvement can make over time is astounding. Mm-hmm. So let's start here. A small win can make all the difference in how we feel and perform. And so you say this in the book, you said, focus on progress and you'll have a great day. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and that progress could be small to start with, right? Absolutely. Progress, not perfection in which we have a journey to freedom. When I read that in, um, I think it was one of the Merrith Meyer books on just the transformation of our minds, but just I think about that, that if if just 1% of my day, if I got better today, just 1%. I saw somebody had that T-shirt on just a while back, and I was like, first time mm-hmm. I ever saw it on a T-shirt, it said, I'm getting better today. One, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my 1% better today. And, <laughs> um, and I thought, if we could focus on that and believe that just this tiniest bit of progress is progress indeed, and we know that progress stimulates a sense of hopefulness, and this, I think, is what Brene Brown is talking about, that we can cultivate hope. Mm. And it's a, but it is a, what we've talked about in this book, it creates a mindset that I can, I can move forward towards what appeared to be impossible. If I look at that as just as, as a whole, if I try to overtake this in one giant effort, it's impossible. And that's going to create in me feelings of despair and hopelessness. But if I can say, you know, that just one small victory today towards this goal. And I can focus on that. If that's what I focus on today, whatever way I made some progress and don't allow anything to deter that in my mind, I'm going to, and I do that on a daily basis, the accumulative effect will be I'm cultivating a whole new mindset of hope. And And that's a, that's a deeply personal mm -hmm. experience. It's like, because we could make the small wins about other people's lives or other things happen externally to us, but maybe the process of small wins begins in a much more on a much more personal level. And the work of defining what that might be, you know, is really important because a small win for me might be different than mm-hmm. than one of your guys. So, you know, how, how do we how do we do that? I, you quoted in here a Cornell professor who wrote something back in 1984, but it said, small wins are a steady application of a small advantage. So we gain a small advantage if we could do this every day, but once a small win has been accomplished, forces are set in motion that favor another small win. But this is something that's deeply personal, um, right, Anna? Like, it, we, we have to figure out what that is for us, right? Yeah, where we're at today. I think this chapter in particular, like, speaks back to some of the things that we cover in Journey to Freedom. It's such a good reminder that we are 
we are training. We're not trying, right? Mm -hmm. And training mm -hmm. is incremental, like repeated, like you're showing up to the process. You're doing the work. You're, you may not see huge gains in one day, but you're, you know, and the element of training, like there, um, some failure is expected in that, right? Like when you're training, you're you're not always going to see steady improvement every single day, or you're not going to see huge marginal improvements in a short amount of time. It's the consistency. It's the like, okay, I you know I beat my time today by two seconds, and then maybe you know tomorrow you're not two seconds faster, but you're still you're still showing up to the process, and so yeah. Just remembering that like continued effort, steady, consistent effort over time is what brings about the change that we're looking for. If we can change 1%, get, and by the way, I, um, growing up in sports, Scott, you, you remember this. Remember when coaches used to talk about 110%? Yeah. It always seemed like hyperbole to me. It's like, <laughs> um, I like this 1% thing because it seems more achievable. Like, can you really ever get to 110%? <laughs> If you're talking about you fully showing up and, and living your life, 100% is, I, I think, maybe uh, the, the top of that. But anyhow, if you're talking about investing or earning money, yeah, I get that. But uh, so this 1%, this this is doable. Why is, and Seth, let me ask you this. Why is working on a process of change every day uh, so important to experiencing some of these small wins? Like, how, How's that play on your life? I've heard you talk about this, like your process of change and over time, how that, th those small daily wins, um, you know, produce something much more beautiful and, and larger in your life. The first thing that comes to my mind is it is much easier to work with resistance, which is change mm -hmm. in small bites rather than one massive resistant thing. Uh, it's much mm -hmm. easier to slowly stretch anything that, that can stretch, you know, rather than up, you know, pulling with all your might you know, in one go at it, which I think is the difference between really perfection and um, a process, right? And and just to kind of echo a little bit of what, what was already said, like I think progress isn't only making the right choice every day to, to do this, uh, to wake up again and go for it, but it's also realizing that it includes also my attitude toward the mistakes that are going to be made mm. along the way. Mm. That's also progress. Or even just the awareness of it would, yeah. would, be, would be a step of progress. Sometimes yes. you ever, have you guys experienced that where you, mm -hmm. you're awaking to the fact like, oh, wow, I keep, I keep doing that and now I'm aware of it. Now I could work with it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it reminds me of a little cartoon ninja that I shared with my son a while back. The, the mm -hmm. cartoon is this picture of uh, like a little, it's a guru uh, like the master and the little the ninja that's learning from the the master, and the master says, "You want to know the difference between a master and a beginner," and and he says, "The master has failed more times than the beginner has ever tried." Mm. Wow! And so, yeah, wow. failure isn't steps back; it's a part of the 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 process. Yeah, but to get more specific on your question, uh, why I think a process of change every day is so important is, mm. is because, you know, when we, I think when we paint a vision for ourselves, it can feel really beautiful. And then at the same time, overwhelming, how do I attain that? How do I get there? And I think without the everyday process, it feels a little too, it feels a little more impossible. And, and so for me, I, 
little over two years ago, I started a, a morning routine where I do the same thing six to seven days a week of going to the gym, reading and, and practicing meditation. And I really didn't see many results until, you know, two to three months in. But breaking it down into bite-sized, you know, today, I'm focusing on today, I'm focusing on this moment, I'm focusing, focusing on just even the three-part routine, I'm focusing on the first part of, of the routine. But it's, it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again before I saw, you know, any legitimate, like, external results. Um, and before my wife started saying, yeah, yeah, the, I can tell, you know, the work you've put in is, is, is paying off. But yeah, it's it, it is that consistent thing over and over and over. Um, would you would you say that maybe one of the small wins in the midst of that before you experienced, you know, the larger aspect of what it was producing in your life was it maybe the discipline that you were doing it every day? I'm like, what, what would a small win in that process before your wife witnessed it? What was a small win for you that kept you going? I think the witness or the the win was simply getting up at four thirty in the morning. Again, doing I did it, yeah. it again today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it again today. No one's awake mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> and why am I doing this? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, for, and for me, it was like, how do I be the person I really want to be? It's going to involve doing hard things over and over. Yeah. So I, I made that resolve to this hard, massive thing that I keep doing. I'm just going to choose today to do it again. I'm not going to think really about all the more times that I have to do it this week. Scott, you cited some research on creative work done by uh, Teresa Amabau and Stephen Kramer in this, and they discovered what they called the progress principle. And you quoted here and here, so I just help us understand what this is all about. But uh, she says, and he says in the book, um, of all the things that can boost emotions, motivation, and perceptions during a work day is making progress and meaningful uh, work. And the more frequently people experience that sense of progress, the more likely they are to be creatively productive in the long run. And, and they call it the progress principle. Yeah, so how, how do we hold that? And what does that look like? I think this is such a key point for our listeners as it is for me in my own journey. And that is... When I wake up in the morning, a lot of times I struggle early in the morning because I know that I'm waking up into the same circumstances that, that I, I don't want to be in. Hmm. And so if I focus on that, I, I sink into despair, and I'm really not motivated to get up and to go face the day. But if inside of me I focus on what we've been talking about today— becoming a man that I want to become, the changes I want to see in his life. And that is my focus. And that goes back again to Journey to Freedom that Prochaska said, is we, if we focus on the problem, we'll stay overwhelmed. He says our key is to focus on the solution. And he said that was a key that moves us out of contemplation and moves us towards taking action. So if I can see that the journey of becoming a, a, a better man who grows into what I really believe I'm capable of and God and I are going to work on co-creating that man. And he's just the smallest 
places of, like Seth was saying, awareness, a change in my attitude. Maybe I face something during the day for the first time in a way that I didn't turn to a dysfunctional way of responding to, even if just for a moment. That's progress. And I, and I feel that what that creates in us, if I have a sense of progress, it creates a sense of hopefulness. And and it's a, and I, this is where I, I'm going to be. That's, to me, the definition of growth. I've always said that growth creates a sense of hope. And, mm-hmm. and how do we grow? By being perfect? No. It's two steps forward, one step back. And sometimes it's two steps back, one step forward. I mean, it's, it's just we're going to have good days, we're going to have bad days. But if I focus on becoming and really have that that inner strength and the, and the inner transformation, that's where I'm going. And that does not then to be dependent upon circumstances. But if I keep looking at circumstances that are not changing, even though I may be, that will thwart my growth. And I'm going to, I'm going to withdraw from the effort. And I'm going to, I'm just going to run back to dysfunctional stuff and give up. And so I think I really do believe this is one of the best chapters in in the whole book, and it's a very short one, but it's it, progress is so so important. But how we measure progress, I think, is even more important. How am I how am I defining progress? How am I defining growth? I love that your who you desire to become becomes your meaning, and but maybe someone listening. Maybe a small win for them is they just heard you talk about, well, I wake up every day with a choice. Do I live in the despair or is there an alternative? And so maybe a small win for someone is to, for the very first time here, I actually have a choice. And to move from, you know, I'm not just going to accept despair, but I'm going to choose how I'm going to respond to this right now in, in this moment, in this morning of waking up or... That is a small win in itself. It's a huge win. Yeah. So if you're listening and, you know, that's a, a first step for you, we, we can understand that's a difficult one. But uh, let's, let, let's trust that. All right. So let's talk about this then, because there's always setbacks in, in journeys of growth. There's always resistance. There's always difficult things that we have to endure or to grow and move, mature in and move our lives toward. So how do we overcome the susceptibility of setbacks? Because we're going to have them. All human beings do. Um, All journeys encounter on our paths, you know, um, moments of decisions where we have to go over something or through something or around something. And Scott, in the book, you talk about, uh, and you might have been quoting someone, but it was setbacks can have between two to five times as much emotional impact as positive events. Mm-hmm. Some we're always talking about, like the negative things tend to impact us more deeply and quickly. But you also said emotionals, uh, emotions make us less rational and more susceptible to the power of setback. So you guys help us with this. How, how, how do we overcome this, the susceptibility we have to a setback? And you know, what's it, what can help us not give up? I think definitely when you go into any kind of process of growth, self-improvement, change, like it's so important to go into that with a mindset that uh, there there will be setbacks, there will be failure. And so I think remembering it's it's not a it's not a pass fail class. Right. It's not like one shortcoming 
disqualifies uh, you ever getting to your goal, but you kind of go in with a mindset of this is going to take effort. I'm not going to do it perfectly. I'm certainly not going to do it perfectly every time, but I believe in my ability to learn and to grow um, and that when mistakes come, because they will come, that I'm not going to let that take me out. That's not going to be, uh, that's not going to disqualify me from, yeah, the process that I'm in. Um, I think that's really important to almost like kind of have that expectation of mm. mistakes will come. They will happen. It's it's maturing. It's like, you know, the little kid doesn't get what he wants and he throws his temper tantrum. It's like if you're maturing as a human being, you're able to accept that things don't always go the way you want. Right. And so, yeah, and there are moments in life where that's easier to grow in and more difficult to grow in. But yeah, so so that's so helpful to start with the expectation that, yeah, that there will be, be failure setbacks. involved. Yeah, there's going to be days yeah. of, of, of disappointment. And then um, also that when you have those successes, no matter how small, to celebrate those, right? It's the mm-hmm. incremental like cascade of success after success of little ones. Like that's what builds us towards the long-term vision of whatever goal we're seeking after. And so to to not ruminate on the failures, to try to learn the lessons that we can from them, but also to celebrate the successes, no matter how small. If that's just as simple as, hey, I got out of bed today and I really didn't feel like I had anything to live for, but I chose to put my feet on the floor and move forward and put my body in motion, even though I didn't feel like it, that's a success and that should be celebrated because that's moving us towards where we want to be and the vision we're trying to become. Helpful, Anna. So expect setbacks and then also celebrate the moments that you overcome. Seth, what does it look like for you? How do you overcome setbacks? I'm definitely with Anna and everything that was said. Um, I I think setbacks are just a part of the process. Mm. They speak to the fact that I don't have it all figured out and I Mm. likely never will. And, And that for me at least helps me like place myself in a more humble, more connected to everybody else place. Yeah. But I also just think of you know, even just the, the ability to reframe a setback as an opportunity, not only as a setback, but an opportunity f- to be invited into how I will view this or use this to give myself grace or to give somebody else grace or, or you know, allow for, if this is a setback, you know, last time it took me an entire week to return to, you know, my practices. This time it took me one day. I, and I'm and I'm building my resiliency. I'm increasing my capacity to to return after something is difficult. And I think that speaks often to signs of our growth. You know, it might look like a setback at the moment, but this, if how quickly I returned back to the journey, speaks to how much I've actually matured because of the setbacks. Actually, like you you can't um, have maturity without being taken out every now and then. You know, and yeah. and learning how to return because of that. But then I also think about just we were never promised that that this journey of life would be smooth sailing the entire time. I think like short journeys, if I'm just thinking about like an actual sailing a boat, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. sail or not. I don't. <laughs> um, but but you know, if you just take a one day sailing journey, you might not see a storm. But if you take a long journey, you're you're likely you're very likely to see a bunch of storms and 
And to me, like, what makes a journey more meaningful and exciting and memorable? But the storms and how you managed that, mm-hmm. um, and how what they taught you, and the the intensity that they were, and and how we gathered together and got through it because of it, you know. So, I would actually prefer a life of setbacks than just smooth sailing because it didn't deepen me at all. It increases the value of your successes when you have failures. Yeah. Yep. The the sailing analogy. Because, uh, and the humility you're talking about, Seth, of, yeah, I cannot control the storms. Mm-hmm. Um, I can have some impact in the way that I go through. But the other thing is just how dependent we are, uh, speaking of sailing, the wind. Like, we don't control that either. And so, mm-hmm. you know, how we put up our sails is really how we respond to the storms or the wind around us and, and how that helps us go forward. There was an old a preacher that I heard years ago, and he would say, yeah, I had a setback, but getting ready for the comeback. <laughs> and, and and maybe that's a good way to look at it. It's like, and and to your point, like the comeback could take, it could take days, it could take weeks, but you know, how could we with humility accept this and move through it? Yeah, that's that's the goal. And uh Scott, the emotional aspect of this, when we do have a setback. The emotion that we feel at a setback could be two to five times stronger than some something positive that happened in our day. So how how can we absorb that? You know, what what is it in the ways that we can think about that that helps us absorb a, a deeper kind of emotional impact? I think something that Seth said is just having awareness that when I have a setback, it's going to hit hard. And it's going to be a loud voice. It's going to be the loudest voice, and there's usually shame set connected to it, and uh, and it's going to, it's in some ways seem overwhelming. I think the key is again how I respond to that, and how I need to respond to that. I accept it. It hurts, and mm-hmm. it is a setback. But I like what that preacher said, George. That I can. Focus on the comeback. What can I use from this? How can I apply this to my to my path to the journey that I'm on? And and how do I and how do I do that? And if I have supportive relationships around me that can help me in that process, uh, that's, that's that's key. If, but if I isolate, I got some tough news yesterday personally, and um, you know, I, there's it, and it's since it was so difficult. I got some good news yesterday and I got some bad news. Well, guess which, guess which one has overwhelmed me? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't even thought about the good news. But, but then I talked to some friends and family and they're like, well, look at the good news. I'm like, what? But look at the bad. And, mm-hmm. and I find that um, I have to really stay close to my friends and process with my family and trust God with my outcomes. But again, uh, I cannot control circumstances but I can't control how I respond to my circumstances. And in isolation, I'm hearing you say there, in those times when we're getting hit, our our emotions two to three times worse is when we need community and, you know, meaningful friendship and and relationship. Yeah, it's not, we can't absorb those all all by ourselves. So uh, I loved, I think it was at the beginning of this, and uh, this is where I, I think we should end today, but, it was the um, Peruvian proverb, 
it says, uh, little by little, one walks far. Mm. And so I think the invitation that we're hearing from, from each of you today is just, what's that next, you know, the next step that you could take right now that might seem little today, but if you could do it today and then again tomorrow, you know, over time you'll look back and we'll all see how far we come. But no one has to, to go on this journey alone. Um, we're all on the same journey and we, we would love for you to, to not have to do it alone. So if you need someone to journey with you, that's what Restore Small Groups is here to do. And we'd love for you to visit us online at restoresmallgroups.org. And you can learn about some groups you can join or there's other resources there. If there's some way we could help connect you uh, to something that you don't have to journey alone, we'd, we'd be glad to do that. But we're glad you've listened today and we pray that you today can have a small win and tomorrow have another small win and then look back and find there's many wins to your back and you are living more freely and joyfully, more hopefully. That's what Restore is all about. But over every mountain, there is a path and the future rewards those who discover it and press on. So stay on the path, friends, and take care. Hey, it's George. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Searching Inward podcast. If you've enjoyed listening or have benefited in any way from the podcast, we would love for you to come alongside and join us in the mission to bring hope and healing to the world. By considering becoming a monthly giver of even $5, you're making a huge impact in the ways we're able to serve. Please consider giving by going to restoresmallgroups.org backslash donate. Thanks. Thanks.